Welcome to Apathetic Adventures, a House of Bob actual play using the Tiny Dungeon system. I'm Ashley, and I'm playing Monday, everyone's least favorite bunny person. I'm Mike, and I'm playing Plurks, the greedy, conniving goblin spellcaster. I'm Schubert, and I'll be playing Randy Hands, the extremely honest and trustworthy dwarfling. And I'm Christina, playing Nove, the tree person with a heart of oak. And this is Josh, your Game Master. If you enjoy the show, please be sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll find our first Tiny Dungeon adventure. Previously, the adventures from Oakheart were sucked down into a sandy whirlpool and spent about 30 seconds in a quarantine after being released by Bevis, a sexy land shark. They talked their way through an underground city before escaping to the surface, they fixed a giant battleship with treads for land sailing, and discovered four large magical musical notes and used them to heal Bevis's infection. Now they return triumphantly to the desert town to heal its denizens from their sleepy necrosis and get a reward or something. But on the horizon, there's a column of black smoke billowing from the town's oil rig. Oh, and there's a bunny person standing on a sand dune nearby, waving their arms. So you guys are controlling your... I don't think we named the ship, but you're heading back to the desert town and Monday's there, obviously. What do you do? Hey, guys! Oh, look at... Look, uh, there's... uh, There's... What's her name again? Our our friend who is not cool enough to ride on our ship. Am I right? I don't know. Hey, are you cool enough, Monday? I shout over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. It sounds like she's cool enough, Plurks. <laughs> well, it's hard to argue with that. I suppose we can stop this thing. Do we know how to stop this thing? <laughs> no, that's the yeah, next question. You can stop. We run the town over. We're heroes. Another problem solved. (laughs) All right, you stop. Monday climbs up a ladder you let down. Oh, and so, Ashley, this is like a giant metal battleship, but it's got treads on it and it's rolling through the desert. Thanks, guys. Um, Thanks. So, uh, we got to take this thing to the Quail Queen. No, we don't. This is ours. No, but she's she's gonna reward us if we take it to her. Oh, with what? Do I know what she's gonna reward us with? Money. Wait, how do you know this? <laughs> oh, you know some some dog told me. <laughs> Was it a dog dog or a dog man? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a fair question. It was a dog man. He had like full metal armor on. Fair. And this dog man was just hanging around in the town shouting, hey, if you find a giant battleship, take it to the Quail Queen. I'm, I feel like I'm missing something here. Oh, I have limited information about <laughs> this transaction. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he knew me because, you know, we... Well, we are we, heroes. We breed the Quail right. Queen and everything. Right. We, we, so. we, we, yeah, we fix the fomentation disease. Yeah, so right. I guess, you know, he... he I guess he heard about the Great Monday, and yeah, uh, we're pretty cool. Yeah, and I stand out. So he's like, "Hey, you guys, you guys are gonna get that that big metal ship." And hey, we got the big metal ship, and said, "Quail Queen will reward you handsomely for this ship." I think this guy's an oracle. He knew too <laughs> much. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Okay, 
Well, first we have to use our recently discovered treasure to heal the sleepy necrosis in this town, right? And then they'll reward us, and then we take this to get the next reward. Right? Perfect plan. The town kind of seems like some bad things are happening over there. Uh Uh Uh-oh. I mean, there's a reason I'm not in town. Well, worst case scenario, we blow it up. (laughs) Yeah, run it over. (laughs) All right, onward to the town. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we're still supposed to give them this belt or whatever we found. Oh, it's it's a a hymn, right? A a hymnal? Yeah, a a hymnal that's linked together somehow. I'm sorry, is this a singing belt? How do these things link together? It does sing. You'd be surprised. <laughs> so Monday they, they show you what they found. This was the ghostly hymnal, not translated healing treasure, which ended up being four musical notes. But they're not like your classical musical notes. They're from like a different culture or something like that. And they use them to heal Bevis, who's around the ship somewhere, who's a sexy land shark. But he's very quiet right now. And Don't look about at him. His life choices. Yeah. Don't. He's posing or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like blocking with my tree hand. Don't look at him. Yeah, don't look. Don't look right <laughs> I guess we can go to the town if you want. Just kind of seems like dangerous. Like there's a lot of fighting. Well, like, why aren't you in town? You said there's a reason. Yeah, I didn't want to be part of the fighting. Dangerous to you, perhaps, but not to this battle station. Do we have cannons? I don't know. Do we have cannons? Don't we? It's a battleship. Yeah, we do. Heck yeah, you got cannons? <laughs> it got cannons. We, doesn't mean we know how to use them. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> I mean, if it's a battleship, it has cannons. We, I say we roll up to the edge of town and see what exactly is so bad that's happening. Okay, Randy Hands is really quiet. What's Randy Hands doing? <laughs> Randy Hands is like shuffling around in the background, being really suspicious, like uh, <laughs> looking through compartments on the ship, trying to find hidden objects. Cannons for our... Yeah, hidden yeah. cannons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just trying to find some hidden weaponry that we can use to our advantage. Okay. Well, let's, I mean, let's do a first roll of the night. Let's see if you find a hidden cannon. I mean, I think he's really just looking for like gold and stuff. Oh, never mind. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> That's roll, not as interesting. <laughs> you didn't expect him to actually be helpful. I don't know. I guess I almost did, but no, that was my fault. Okay. So you all pilot the ship closer to the town to see what it looks like. Um, The oil rig is on fire. There are a lot of soldiers, think like breastplate metal, funky metal hats, and all of the town, the the basically zombies and skeletons of different type of anthropomorphized animals and humanoids, they're all shackled together out in the main street. And I guess the most obvious figure is like a giant bulldog person. It's hard to tell how tall they are, but they're a lot bigger than everyone else. They're wearing a full plate armor, and it looks like they're carrying a giant cannon. Whoa, they have um, a hidden cannon. See, that, the cannon. that's him. That's his dog. He told you to go to the Quail Queen? Did he tell you he's going to shackle all these people? No, I didn't ask much. He just told me to get the, the ship to the Quail Queen for a handsome reward. All right, so Plurks will walk over to the gunnel, and as the ship pulls up, he will say, ahoy there! 
little people down below. So you're going to cruise this battleship right into the like center of the town, right? Well, I was going to say up to the edge of town. Oh, up to the edge. Jokes aside, can we actually drive it into the middle of the town without flattening the town? Um, I don't actually want to flatten the town. Make a check with disadvantage to see whether you could or not. What kind of check am I making here? Like, well, you can you can make one up yourself, or I would think I was thinking standard perception, but it could be like, you know, an engineering or something like that. It's not magic. I don't huh? think Plurks has that. Yeah, it's not. If it's not magic, Plurks can't do it. Someone else will have to do it. Okay. Well, who's actually driving this boat? <laughs> Who is driving this boat? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's going through the middle of the town. We we all scramble for the... uh, (laughs) It must be Bevis. Bevis is up there. There I just put a brick on the accelerator. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, if no one else is going to try to stop it, Plurks will try, but he has no knowledge of how to operate this thing. I don't think any of us really. Yeah, do. I don't think any of us. I mean, do. I could use I could you, use you, educated. Clerks, clerks got the book, the manual. Yeah, read the book. I, okay, all right. I read the book. I'm educated. I can use that to look up specific information or to know specific information. So two dice. Yeah, do it. A five and a four. Okay, you could roll it through the center of town. But everyone would probably have to shuffle out of the middle of the middle way. So you'd be counting on everybody uh, moving. All the shackled prisoners. That's just like regular driving. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I always rely on pedestrians to get out of my way. Yeah, yielding <laughs> to pedestrians is optional. That's law. Okay, well, I again think that I don't want to drive this thing in the middle of the town and risk crushing anybody or their okay. homes. That would have been cool, but it would have been cool, but I don't think I want to do that. You take the brick off of the accelerator, um, power down the engines on the outside of town, and Plurks walks up over to the gunnel. And say that again, Mike. I said, ahoy there, and what's up? The giant bulldog starts to approach. He's probably the leader of whatever that's going on here. As he gets closer, you can see the emblem of like a bird's footprint on his breastplate. He's got a giant smoking cigar that's lit between his lips. And he's like a bulldog, and, but his face is covered in boils. Like, he's kind of ugly. Uh, like, something's wrong there. Monday kind of meekly waves from behind uh, Plurks. This giant bulldog comes closer. He says, hey, welcome back. You brought Her Majesty's ship. Uh, well, it's technically Finder's Keepers. It's soon to be Her Majesty's ship. Exactly. Not yet in her possession. Whatever. Welcome back. Now, I will give you what I promised. Wait. A fortune for each. Oh. A fortune's like 500,000 to a million US dollars. It's a a big deal. It's a lot of money. (laughs) Wow. Buy a house with this. Could buy several houses. Randy Hans is licking his lips. Should we like heal the town first? Why are they in shackles though? Oh, we are reinstituting the proud practice of serfdom they don't look like they'll be very handy serfs they're (laughs) sleepy (laughs) they're so sleepy wait who's we who's we instituting this and who qualifies not to be a serf uh what do you mean what people who are generally mm, only useful for serfdom serving the quail queen you all are not serfs clearly you're useful 
Oh, well, where'd you get all that chain? That's a lot of chain you got to chain them all up. I brought it on our tanks. Oh my gosh, are there tanks? <laughs> mm, they're, wag- they're wagons. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, we've jumped technology like a a bunch. (laughs) Wow. Logistics are very important. A dwarf would obviously know that. Yes. I've taken care of these details. You've confused Nov so much because this is like outside of his realm of understanding. (laughs) Please allow me to get on the the ship. It makes me quite uncomfortable when other people have cannons larger than mine. (laughs) Send down your ladder, please. Clerks is not really sure what to do here either. <laughs> yeah. I guess we just let him on because we're just, he seems so commanding. Right. I mean, it just seems like that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. We just have no idea. Okay. I promise I won't make you surfs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now well, this feels much right. better. <laughs> so you let down a ladder? Sure. Sweet. Okay. He climbs up. The cannon is strapped over his back. Once he gets on board your ship, he's looking at the battleship's cannon. And he's like, I bet I could carry it. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I bet I could carry that. Wait, when you say it's over his back, it's like on his shoulder? Yeah, he's got it like, well, right now it's like slung over, so he'd have to reach behind him and pull it he's up. He's like oh, a blastoise. Okay. I yeah. see, I he's see. like a blastoise, <laughs> yes. But I 100% understand now. <laughs> Thank you so much. For bringing, was there anything on board the ship? There's nothing. I looked through every nook and cranny. Yep, there's nothing left. You didn't even find the hidden cannons. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where they are? Impossible. I would have found them. Hmm. Well, very well. I will ride this, and we will return to the Quail Queen and get you your fortune. I look forward to it. You will be. Beautifully rewarded. In exactly how much gold worth of reward? One fortune of gold. It's <laughs> a precise number. Because I see. we are not using Guernsey. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. what exactly do you uh, figure is a fortune? Like, use your hands. How wide is a fortune? <laughs> <laughs> He's the general of this. It's, that's part's obvious. So he like holds his hands up like maybe a foot and a half wide. And then he's just judging by how, what you guys look. So he holds it about a foot and a half wide. What kind of faces do you make? Uh, how tall are we thinking? Oh, we need to go to so a <laughs> for height instead. Yeah. So he yeah. starts no, like, height both. Like, so it's this wide. Oh, he's got to do like a, oh, okay. You need, you need dimensions. I see. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> We'll say it's like a stack of coins about the size of uh, mm, that thing. He points to Plurks. Hmm. About as round as uh, that thing. And he points to the, to Nov. Is it? Uh... And as pretty as that thing. And he points to Bevis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fortune's pretty nice. <laughs> as big as the fortune we got from her originally. I'm not sure what the payment was for that. I wasn't there. It was a small fortune. A small? No, this is a regular size fortune. You could buy a very nice house, a farm, maybe start uh, a small business. I don't know. Whatever you want. Your dreams can come true. I've already got a house and a small business, and I've got a small treasure. Hmm. Now we can have a regular treasure. But I can have a regular treasure, but the things I want, I can already get with the small treasure. So I think I'm going to need something to sweeten the deal. 
You don't want a treasure that's the same height as you? I mean, that's pretty neat. But uh, can I buy books that I can't buy with the small treasure? Mm. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. I feel like you believe this was a negotiation. It is not a negotiation. <laughs> uh, it was a... <laughs> uh, this, that was an offer. <laughs> yes. How um, many battleships can I buy with this fortune? I'm afraid this <laughs> battleship is uh, practically priceless. It's uh, the only of its kind. So it's mostly they just want it for sentimental value, I assume. Um, no, it still well, appears to be functional, thanks to your work. Excellent. Yes, thanks to us. Hmm. Where, where are you battling with the battleship? Mm, that's uh, unclear. The, the enemies of the Quail Queen have yet to reveal themselves. Um, well, I guess we could take a vote. This is not a democracy. <laughs> so oh, it's okay, you gets... don't have to vote. We all vote. Yeah, you don't get a vote, actually, in our democracy. <laughs> Yeah, you're not the leader. I am. Wait, what? I don't know about that. <laughs> we all decided beforehand. <laughs> we we voted on it. <laughs> you get, do you guys not remember? Monday, were you not there? No, it must have been after Nove threw me. Yes. I think it might have been. It was. <laughs> Definitely. I, I move that we vote on whether to hand over the ship. Uh, okay. Seconded. Very well, let's have the vote. I vote that we don't hand over the ship. I vote that we find out what the Quail Queen wants with the ship. Is that how voting works? Is it a multiple choice question? This is ridiculous. If you're gonna act like this, we're gonna kick you off our ship. <laughs> I was trying to just see what the majority wants to agree with them, but it seems like Randy doesn't also have an idea. Randy, what's your vote? Well, uh... You have four people. What if it's an even vote inside? Maybe uh, we need more information, like Nov said. That's what I'm saying. What is a fortune if I can't buy my own battleship with it? What is even <laughs> the point? <laughs> Randy, what are you going to do with a battleship? Show it off? I deserve a battleship. That's the point. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What if, okay, hear me out. What if we use the ghostly hymnal to cure the people who are here and then maybe they will reward us and then that treasure plus the treasure we get from the battleship would let us buy another battleship? I don't, um, I don't know that serfs have a lot to award someone with. Well, um, we haven't asked them, but maybe not. They, maybe not. They got a lot of chains. <laughs> I, I know a guy who buys metal. Holy crap. <laughs> I I don't want chains. But I know a guy. He really loves the copper. <laughs> <laughs> They're rich in chains. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, can we at least agree to treat their illness? I mean, that's why we went out in the first place, right? Precisely. So it seems like we should at least finish doing that. Right. If the reward is is right. <laughs> I vote yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also vote yes. I vote yes. Excellent. <laughs> the generals has their, their paws up and is like counting their little finger nubs and they don't know what's going on. I'm about to reek out. 
<laughs> Very well, then. Um, do the thing with the hymnal again. So we all have to take a section of the hymnal, if I remember correctly. I don't remember at all. I think we all had a piece, right? Yes, the hymnal's floating around, whoever has it equipped. So kind of floating behind you. Each of you can take one and roll three die six to see if you successfully activate it. All of the notes have to be activated successfully or it doesn't work. All right. Okay. After being instructed on what to do, Monday will take a, a piece of it. Double five. I got two fives and a three. That's exactly what I got. Oh, wow. I got one five. I got four, five, six. Wow. Okay. We're good at this hymnal stuff. So the four of you each grab a note and start playing the hymnals. The notes and the sounds reach down from across the ship, restoring the necrotic citizens of the desert town back to their normal states. You know, owl people, eagle people, turtle people. They emerge back, their flesh grow back. And the boils on the general's face even heal. The general grabs his face. He's amazed. And he looks down at all of the healed citizens and says, They're going to make wonderful sense. <laughs> this is incredible. You've even healed my boils. Thank you. So maybe two great fortunes then, huh? Two treasures? What do you think? Per person? Mm, I, mm. We'll take it to the Quail Queen and see what she thinks. I what, I'm what? only authorized for one fortune. <laughs> what, what if some of them are, you know, useful and not surf material anymore? Hmm. We'll have to evaluate. But they will definitely be useful as surf now. How do you feel, <laughs> surfs? Energetic? Ready to go for the Quail Queen? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I tell you what. I will pay you out of my own fortune to pay each of you a small fortune no you deserve a full fortune what do i need riches for now that i have a battleship yes well i i, I think that's the thing though we're gonna go take it over to the quail queen and right is that what we're doing i think so yep it's hard to make decisions in this group <laughs> outstanding all right randy put the brick down <laughs> <laughs> Who removed the brick? Oh, that was That's me. We, we had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why, but I'll put it back on. We immediately flatten the build the, the town hall. <laughs> you destroy, <laughs> I think you destroy what's left of the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. They don't need those buildings anymore anyway. As we wave to them, we were, we're like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, they are rich in spirit. So you guys return to Oakheart to get your fortunes? I, I suppose so. I guess where is the Quill Queen? Okay. She's in Oakheart? She's in Oakheart now. Oh. Which is oh. conveniently not far away. Are we like mowing down trees? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. It is quite a scene. I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. What? We're just making a path for the battleship. Just one path. Nothing shall stand in our way. <laughs> <laughs> the adventurers from Oakheart return to Oakheart to a hero's welcome, perhaps undeserved, 
And it's like that scene in Star Wars where everyone's getting a medal. The, the Quail Queen's giving everyone a medal. And oh, no, just, but no. But no doesn't get one because <laughs> yeah, no is too tall. Just, <laughs> That's too so tall. fucked up. So you all get two fortunes, which is huge. I don't even know what you're going to do with that. In fact, I'm going to do something awful. So my first Game Master was a Pathfinder 1 edition campaign. One day we showed up and he was like, okay, guys, I know where we left off. Now it's five years later. So that's what we're going to do. Time skip. We're going to do five years later. So we're going to take three to five minutes. Just let me know when you're ready to kind of, when you've thought about what your character's done for five years, what they've done with two fortunes and where they are with their life in five years. Wow. Do we need to level up? You will definitely level up in five years. I mean, yeah. But you don't need to le- do this super advanced level up that this game requires, which is one hit point and one new ability. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what I'll think of. We, we allow you to use it in the game as things happen, but it would be very cool if the new ability lined up with something that happened during that five-year period. Yeah. And it would also be very cool if you had one new physical characteristic so that in the film adaptation of this, everyone <laughs> clearly knows the pre-five-year timeline you from the post. So that way we could easily do flashbacks because right. you got to have something different. We all have eye patches. <laughs> <laughs> all Magic of us lost eye. I know I put everyone on the spot because I didn't want to tell everyone in advance because I wasn't sure if you would fight the uh, general guy. So go ahead. Let's take three minutes, five minutes, and we'll come back and kind of share what each character does. After the ceremony, we have a five years later. And there's Bevis. And he's putting something into the mail. And through the Quail Empire post... Three letters are mailed out, and we'll see where they end up. So who's ready? Is this like a signed copy of his new book along with it? <laughs> Camera pans over to Randy Hands. So Randy Hands gets a, like a, a little uh, raccoon with a postman's hat, walks up to Randy Hands. Where is Randy Hands right now? Uh, he's in his factory because Randy owns a factory now. <laughs> what does it make? Uh, yeah, and you see the logo, and it just says Randy Hands Brick Company. <laughs> oh, yeah, because okay. I've always he, been very good man, to him. he went legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he makes bricks now. His missing tooth is now a gold tooth. Nice. <laughs> and he's got a big tattoo across his chest that says, The Boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I imagine you also have a shirt that says the boss so that when you take off your shirt, it says it. He's wearing like a, a low cut muscle shirt. So ah, perfect. You, can, you know, it's like across his clavicle. You can see it. What does the letter say from Bevis when you open it? It says Randy hands and then just the number six, <laughs> <laughs> which is his rating of me, of course. And it says less garbage picking. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you went through the garbage when we were all venturing together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. And then it says, always remember, you're the leader. Make sure to mention it more often. Have you tried finger guns? <laughs> Randy nods like, hmm, that's a good idea. So we fade out from the brick factory and we follow another raccoon post person. And raccoon post person arrives and delivers a letter to Plurks. Where is Plurks? Plurks 
has a, a, a goblin who works for him run out to the mailbox for him and collect the mail. And the young goblin runs over with the pile of mail and Plurks picks through it and sees the letter from Bevis. And he uh, lifts his eyeglasses because now he's wearing eyeglasses. And he sort of peers at it without them and with them and says, oh, oh, hmm, this is interesting. And uh, Plurks turns around and walks back inside to his enormous library. He's got this giant library full of books and scrolls. There's almost no one else in it. Nobody else really wants to use his library, but he doesn't care. He is delighted to read as much in here as he possibly can. And as a result, his eyesight has weakened. And he's also slightly more hunched over. The good news is that he actually needed glasses all, all along. And so now he can <laughs> he can see better. And so he has the perceptive trait, uh, which gives <laughs> nice. advantage on checks to find or spot things. He's put his father and brother in a small house nearby, but he seldom sees them because he spends all of his time in his library home. And he opens the letter. He says... Uh, oh, well, that's very kind of him. He gave me a two. That's just one away from one. I'm almost number one. <laughs> and it says, uh, less books will get you far unless it's more of my books. And he says, well, I, I already do have the full collection, but I suppose I could add more. And then it says, can you be taller? Plurks thinks, <laughs> hmm, could I be taller? Yes. Yes, that will be my next goal to be taller. I will find the darkest magic to make me taller. Yes. Oh, there's more. Uh, <laughs> it says tighter clothes. Tighter clothes. I don't understand. That'll take you from a two to a one. <laughs> and then finally it says room for improvement. Yes, more rooms in my library. That's what I need. I need to improve my library by adding more rooms. Maybe I can make it taller. Yes, taller for a taller me. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's perfect. Clerks walks back into the library, pondering the letter. There's a new raccoon person holding another letter, tracking down Nove. Where, where is he? So Nove is now at the like kind of the edge of the forest at the start of the desert, as it were, in this case. He's basically used his double small fortune and regular fortune <laughs> to start a commune type situation where there's like we make mulch, we have we're trying to bring water to the desert. <laughs> he's just he's become a real extra hippie. In fact, so much so that his branches are pulled back with like some vine or whatever. So it's kind of like a top knot situation. Otherwise, he basically looks the same. He's a little <laughs> bit taller because <laughs> he's grown a little bit in five years. But yeah, he gets this letter from Bevis and he's just like, oh, uh, back in my youth. <laughs> and he opens the <laughs> I get a six uh, from Bevis, which he's just all like, I don't think he ever looked at my good side. <laughs> I got unspoken confidence. The glasses frame your face nicely. And then he kind of sadly looks over at the corner and he sees his broken glasses. <laughs> Those were nice. And a good haircut will go far. And he pats his like Literally bushy? Yeah. Bushy hair? His bushy tree bun. <laughs> I don't know. I like the way I look. <laughs> 
So, I mean, basically, he started a plant soup kitchen for indigenous and uh, alive plant people. That's really nice. Yeah. All right. Even though Bevis did not mail a letter to Monday, because they've never really met, (laughs) a letter is getting to Monday. Little raccoon mail person arrives. Where are they delivering a letter to? The newly very wealthy Monday was suddenly much better liked by the townspeople. (laughs) So liked that she very quickly became engaged, married, and then divorced all within like a seven-month whirlwind period. Oh my goodness. It was very extravagant and it took a good portion of her fortune. But after this, she learned her lesson and she built a house much further away from Oakheart, the opposite direction of of Nove, so like deeper into the woods. She has like a garden. She gets the oak heart version of DoorDash a lot <laughs> and just lives as a recluse. I was really hoping you would say that during those seven months you had 20 kids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to leave her with a bunch of five year olds, but that, <laughs> she lost them all in the divorce. Oh no. Oh, no. That's that's what happened. Yes. Um uh Money had a lot of children, but she left them with the 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 ex. So there's just a lot of little Mondays happening around Oak Park now. <laughs> she has no involvement, and uh, so she she did get a oh, um, as far as her looks changing, she couldn't really have like graying fur in the face like my dog does. So because she kind of has a white face already, so uh, just like one of her ears is like lopped over a little bit. Oh, like sagged. Right. Just bent ear. There we go. <laughs> so different. So cute though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. And then her letter is very short. It says, I have one last task for you. Signed, the Quail Queen. And that's where we'll end. Thanks for listening to Apathetic Adventures. You can help the House of Bob by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the House of Bob. And you can chat with us on Discord. Most helpful of all is the support of our patrons on Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash the house of Bob. This show is possible due to all of our patrons who get special zines, one shots and commentary. Currently our $10 patrons receive a mega dungeon level based on the tarot card each month. Art for this campaign is by Ignacio Corba. Music was written by Mike Hammock and performed by Duke Albert. Audio production is by Alex of Astronomic Audio. Thanks again for listening and roll on. When are you going to get two monitors? Ashley, we get you hooked up. I mean, you know, I'm yeah, not, I don't even have one monitor. What's I, going on? I've got plans <laughs> in this room to like make it a little proper, like have a desk. But as you can see, there's a couch behind me. I don't have exactly a good setup. Okay, I got you. Sh- yeah. Schubert, are you like on a Commodore 64? What's he's, going on? He's playing from a ham radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't Sounds know, actually, I don't even know how I'm doing this right now. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just appeared in my head and I'm speaking. <laughs> That's pretty we're, cool. We're all figments of Schubert's imagination. Oh my gosh, that would be yeah. so fun. Using yeah, like, Neuralink to uh, communicate with you. I want to play a tabletop RPG. All right, let's go It'd be imagination. crazy if you could afford a Neuralink, but you can't afford a monitor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a monitor if you've got a Neuralink. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Dangerous to you, perhaps, but not to this battle station. That's a 
Star Wars quote. Anyway, uh, <laughs> do we have <laughs> what What's Star from? Wars? Uh, <laughs> hold on, I'm looking up the word gunnel. It's the like the the, the thing around the edge of the ship the now i'm gonna need nautical terms for this game you, you're gonna have to look up probably <laughs> gunwale because it looks like gunwale oh. when you spell it oh just no h okay it's starting to hurt because i'm literally shaking my face it's very strange <laughs> <laughs> spit everywhere <laughs> just like was, a bulldog i was unaware i had jowls myself until just now <laughs> <laughs> they, they are there <laughs> we should make a band we, you already you already have a whole campaign where everyone has bard levels. That's true. You don't want right. to do that. To, you You're don't right. want to do that to Alex unless you hate him so much. Nope. nope. <laughs> I have too much empathy to do that to him. And I'm like, oh, you're hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just because he was standing right next to he the sexy so shark. <laughs> so close to the shark. Yeah, I the contrast alone is just <laughs> unbearable. So... The, the adventurers, you will notice that I have conveniently changed in the intro from Heroes of Oakheart to Adventurers <laughs> from Oakheart. <laughs> what? Dog Crusaders. <laughs> and pick up next time in two weeks, five years. Wow. Well, two weeks and five years. Yeah, that's going to mess with the, the schedule a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. But, all right. I'll have to put it in the calendar.